again, everyone, and welcome back to the In Focus podcast, where in each episode, we take a fresh look at the Bible and some big Christian ideas to see how they bring the world into focus and empower us to live a more eternal kind of life within it. Today, we are turning our attention back to a very big Christian idea, the gospel. In the previous episode, we looked at what the Bible presents as the explicit content of the gospel, not its benefits, not its implications, and not our response to the gospel, just the clear content of the gospel itself. And what we discovered is that the gospel itself is the story of Jesus and how through Jesus's life and ministry, he has become the saving and renewing king of all creation. The fullest accounts of this story are the gospel accounts themselves found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the shorthand for the gospel is simply this, Jesus Christ is Lord. In other words, Jesus is the long-awaited descendant of David, the suffering servant, the God-King, the Messiah, the Christ. He is the mysterious and greatly anticipated figure prophesied of in the Old Testament through whom God's redemptive plans for Israel and for all of creation will come to pass. And Jesus is also the Lord. He reigns. He has all authority and power. He's the boss. He's the king over all of the heavens and the earth. And that is the gospel. Today, we're going to continue this look at the gospel by reflecting on the gospel within the context of the biblical narrative. This should be really fun, and I'm actually quite excited to dive into this today. Uh, Before reflecting on the gospel within the biblical narrative, we obviously need to begin by bringing the biblical narrative into focus. Uh, This is, again, a simple exercise in pointing out the obvious and talking through the story that the Bible is telling from beginning to end. As with the gospel itself, however, the simple story is often forgotten. It's uh, often muddled and confused. And so we're beginning with these questions. What is the story? Can we bring it into focus? And then how do the content and the context of the gospel fit together? And what we will soon see is that they do, in fact, fit together in the most glorious of ways. And actually, the content and the context of the gospel greatly amplify and clarify each other. So let's begin by going all of the way back to the beginning. And as Genesis tells us, in the beginning, God created And what we quickly see thereafter is that God had a very good plan for creation. His plan with creation and humanity was purposeful, it was blessed, it was intimate, and then in very short order, sin and rebellion wrecked the whole thing, and it became quite a disaster. Then a few chapters later in Genesis chapter 12, Uh, God encounters a man named Abram, later on to be known as Abraham, and what we see is that God has a redemptive mission underway for creation and for humanity, and that through Abraham, all of the world will once again become blessed. And then uh, a few chapters after that, as Abraham has gained many, many descendants, Uh, God notes to Israel in Exodus in the 19th chapter that as the world looks upon Israel and Abraham's descendants, they're going to see what things are supposed to be like, 
and they'll be reminded of what all of humanity should rightfully be like. Unfortunately, like humanity before them, Israel also rebelled and sinned, and the redemptive mission of God looked like it was headed for failure. In the midst of that, though, uh, the Old Testament prophets began anticipating that God himself would show up and step in to do for us what we were not able to do for ourselves. He would take care of the sin problem. He would remake us with new hearts. He would give us a new kind of life in him, and creation would still be restored in harmony and fruitfulness. So as the story continues to unfold and the dumpster fire ensues, in the transition of all transitions, Jesus, at just the right time, steps into the story as the center and the apex, and he becomes the one in whom the whole story changes. Before Jesus, it seemed like creation was just circling the drain and ready to plunge into darkness. But then in Jesus, the trajectory of the story changed from disaster to redemption and renewal. And in Jesus, none of God's plans for this good creation are thwarted or lost. Sin and death are defeated. And in and through Jesus, we can now look ahead to the ultimate restoration of every good purpose that God had for community humanity and for all of creation. Now, having laid some of that out, uh, it's probably worth taking a look at some contextualized titles that the New Testament writers used for Jesus as they talked about God, what God was up to, and how everything was coming together in Jesus Christ. The first of which is that Jesus was the Son of Man. And with the story in mind, we recognize that Jesus was the perfect human. He represented all of humanity. He redeemed all of humanity. And he fulfilled all of humanity's um, purposes and intentions for which they were created by God. Uh, We also see that Jesus, secondly, is the son of David. So not only was he the perfect human, he was also the perfect Israelite, the perfect descendant of Abraham, the perfect descendant of King David, who represented and redeemed Israel and all of God's promises and intentions for Abraham's descendants. So he's the son of man, he's the son of David, and also Jesus is the son of God. And what we see again as the story unfolds is that Jesus is God incarnate in whom all of God's promises and his redemptive mission would come to pass. One more quick overview of the biblical narrative uh, with some particular attention given to the scope of the story and how that develops from beginning to end. So uh, speaking of the scope of the story, we're specifically going to look at the scope of time and place and people and how that flexes a little bit from beginning to end. So when the story opens at creation, we see that God puts people in the garden in something of an eternal rhythm. So there's no sin, there's no disease, there's no death. So when humanity is originally stepping into God's plan, there's a rhythm of things, but that rhythm is going to go on indefinitely because there's no end to it. However, then with the uh, fall a cosmic shift in transition takes place. Now people die. Now they are exiled 
from God's purpose. They're exiled from the place they were given within creation. And to some degree, they were exiled from their own identity and their relationship with God. So the story shifts from all time, all creation, and all humanity to specifically the history and the country and the nation of Israel. So the scope has narrowed somewhat onto this particular group of people who have been called into God's mission on behalf of the rest of creation. Now, as we noted before, Israel uh, succumbs to the same temptations and the same sin and rebellion as all of humanity. So the story collapses further from all of creation to Israel, to Jesus. One man, uh, his death and resurrection, and the cross and an empty grave. And just from that point, from the cross and from the grave, the story comes exploding back outward in anticipation of the new creation in which eternity and the eternal rhythms of creation will be restored. All of creation will be included in that renewal and all of the people uh, written into God's book of life, found to be in Christ, will be included in that eternal place. Um, in the meantime, we find the church, uh, which is essentially the followers of Jesus, wherever we find ourselves, as we go about living and being the body of Christ in this world between Jesus' ascension and his return. So we take our place as the story is expanding back outward from Jesus toward all of creation and the renewal of all things. So there's a quick look at the story and how the scope of the story flexes and rebounds from beginning to end. And it's worth noting at this point that this story is the context of Jesus's life and teaching and ministry. This story is the context of the gospel. Neither Jesus' life nor the good news of what he accomplished are isolated events. They lie at the heart of a bigger story of God's creation and humanity that unfolds throughout Scripture from beginning to end. So the gospel is not a timeless, detached, spiritual arrangement by which an individual can be forgiven their personal shortcomings and escape a fallen creation by dying and going to heaven. Instead, the, good, the gospel is the good news that in the midst of this epic story that seemed to be spiraling out of control into chaos and darkness, Jesus has become the saving king through whom none of God's good purposes for humanity and creation will be lost. At the end of the day, there's only one story. Jesus is part of it. I'm part of it. Your part of it. Every person will ever know is part of it. We all look back to creation. We all look back to Jesus' life and ministry, to the cross, his resurrection, and his ascension. We all look ahead to the day Jesus returns and his reign is fully manifest. We look ahead to the renewal of all creation. And we're all taking our places in God's story in the meantime, one way or another like it or not. Our anchor in this story, our compass, our hope, and our focus is that Jesus, the Christ, is Lord. 
May this gospel, in the context of the biblical narrative and the story in which we all find ourselves, continually bring our world into focus. May this gospel empower us to live well in this world as we take our places in God's eternal story. That does it for today's short episode on the context of the gospel. If this episode has helped bring your world into a little better focus, uh, please give it a good rating or review to help others find it or share it directly with your friends through social media. And some links have been provided for you in the show notes to do just that. If you'd like to hear about some other thoughts or some other specific things from the Bible or a particular big Christian idea that might help you bring your world into focus, please email me using the address included in the show notes. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, thanks for being a friend of the show and for tuning in to the In Focus podcast. And may your world continue coming into clearer focus as God leads you into an increasingly eternal kind of life before him.